This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I am your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me is Ricky Whitmer. What's up? What's up? Nope. And alongside him is Dave Oster. God, I can't wait till that goes away. It's not. It's not going to go away. January. Someone in our comments said, Ricky, really like the what's up, what's up? No. Don't encourage him. Don't encourage him. What's up, what's up, guys? That's all I'm saying. I hate you. (laughs) Anyways, we're going to be talking about Blake Griffin possibly going to the Celtics. We talk about Russell Westbrook possibly leaving Oklahoma City and possibly going to Boston. Now there's even more talks about a different superstar going to Boston. So we'll be talking about those trade rumors. We'll be talking and discussing whether Tim Duncan is the greatest power forward of all time and really Tim Duncan's legacy as a player because he did recently retire. And we'll be talking about the summer league and kind of uh, about does it really matter and Ben Simmons uh, taking off two games does that matter that he's taking off two games and we'll get into that discussion but first we'll get into Blake Griffin talk someone who's already established himself as an NBA superstar Blake Griffin in rumors uh, that the Celtics are interested in trading for Blake would it be the right move for the Celtics to go out and get Blake Griffin wouldn't be the worst move and I mean the one thing I think of is you just bring like what makes this the most interesting move is you just brought in Al Horford, and the thing I'm thinking of is, oh, well, Horford, he can play the five, you can put him at the four, and we were talking about in the Al Horford podcast, oh, well, he can go out and step from range. But then I think, oh, well, if you bring in Blake, you can get that same guy, you just move Horford to the five, Blake would play the four, and the thing is about Blake, though, I mean, we talk about Horford stepping out and hitting some jumpers, Blake can kind of do that, I guess, but I wouldn't necessarily really? say Blake's got a yes. good shot. He's got a good mid range. He doesn't have a three at all. No, he, no he, that's he just what I'm saying. He drops off about 17 feet. I'm, yeah. say, I'm saying from the three, like we were saying from Horford. Horford yeah. can step out and at least knock that down. No, but I, th- I think that would be a really good tandem down low because, like you said, it gives you both guys are very versatile. They they're huge. Both, they're both huge. Uh, Blake, obviously, the more athletic, but Horford, no slouch, obviously. And him being able to stretch out that floor, you see more teams wanting that center who can take the further away you are from the basket, mm-hmm. the more challenge it is to have a true big guard you. And, so, and, huge benefit. And you bring that up, too. I mean, their other superstar, their, their other all-star, Isaiah Thomas, he makes his money on driving to the paint, even though he is a little guy. So, I mean, you, you can, can do, spread that out yeah. in the lane. Ooh. Exactly. You can have a, an Al Horford pick and pop there at the top of the key. Al Horford can go out to three if, if you want to do that. Could have Blake sit at around 15 feet. He could dish it off if he wants to. Then he can dish it out to a Navy Bradley or Jay Crowder if they're still on the team. They can pop from three. Al Horford can drive into the hole or, or cut to the hole. Isaiah can take it to the cup. I mean, you could see it definitely a lot of motion in there, and that's what Brad Stevens really does is a lot of motion in his offense. So I, I think the trade would kind of work for Boston. The one the one problem I do have for that is, you know, Blake does make a lot off of his athleticism, and he's a 27-year-old that mm-hmm. did have that's some knee prime, problems baby. before. It's but, still he, but he doesn't have, you know, the best of knees. We, we de- definitely saw him go down in the uh, in the playoffs uh, or this season. So, I mean. Yeah, he missed a good chunk of time this w- season. Would it be worth giving up, you know, one of these possible, you know, Early draft picks for Blake Griffin. I think you, I think you take that risk. I think that right now you have Blake Griffin. I know he had knee problems. You know, this year he only played thirty-five games. Last year, sixty-seven. But prior to that, it was like literally eighty plus. He had a one sixty year mm-hmm. and then eighty eighty. He's going to give you the majority of the season. I mean, I think it was just an outlier that this knee happened. I think because of his athleticism, you definitely make that pull now. Otherwise, it's how far are you going to wait? How long can you sit on draft picks and not go for that ring? I think Danny is really going to make the flip and just be like, all right, 
We've loaded up as much as possible. Let's move these assets and go get some talent. Let's well, get this win now mentality going. It all comes down to which option. There's two options ahead of you. Which one would you rather go for? And I'm assuming all the fans are going to pick option A. Option A is go for it and take the Cleveland and the Warriors and the super teams on just head on. Or option B, yeah, we'll sit back and wait until LeBron retires, and then the East will be easier. You're you gonna go with retires. option A. You just need him to fall yeah. out of his prime because until the man's it's still not, somehow in his prime forever. Yeah, until it's not the LeBron East, everyone's right. gonna say option A. You go for it now because stacking these assets is nice, but how well has that worked out for the 76ers? Hey Amen. It hasn't worked out. Like they're pulling the trigger. It hasn't worked out because the, it's still the process is yeah. still going. It, we're still, it, we're still it, rocking out the process. It's it been was, two years, but it was going so right. well. That they basically fired no, the no. man and that was, not... That was because of pressure from the league. That was not because they didn't like what was going on. They were fine with it, and they consented to the process. Are you looking at this... It was Phil- Adam Silver. I'm... Are you looking at this what? Philadelphia team and not saying, oh, wow, they have Ben Simmons, Julian Embiid, and Celtics. And Dario just signed. Yeah. It's great to stack assets, but if you're a team like the Celtics... You got to go ahead and win now, and Blake gives you the best chance to win now over an asset that we don't even know who it's going to exactly. be. Well, no, I, I agree with that because Boston and Philadelphia are different teams. I mean, I mean you yeah. Philadelphia is still a young team. The Celtics. I mean, the the only interesting thing, and this is the hiccup in this trade, is which yep. picks do you want to give up? If you're going to trade Blake Griffin, I think the pick you have to give up is the Nets 2017. The reason why I say that is one. You're not even ha- you don't even have their true pick. It's the right to swap. So basically what you would do is from now like oh instead of us having the right to swap, the Clippers would just have the right to swap with the Nets in 2017. Reason why I say that is right now and this could change because of the season and the college season. Right now Harry Giles is my number 1. My number 1 pick, power forward. Well, if you're going to go out and trade for a power forward, you have Al Horford. Why would you Keep a pick that's probably going to be number one because the Nets suck. I don't know about that. And take a power forward. Well, see, well, the thing is, is that this is a team that in Boston, they're a team that is in their prime, and I don't think they want to give up any ah. of Brooklyn picks because they are so valuable. Prime is an interesting word. Well, I, I think it's they're they're a team they're that, prepping for it. Well, well they're the a team is, that's very close to their that most of these players it, it, are in their prime. How much do you believe? No, no, most of our players are not in their prime. In Boston, they're either they're close, they're, they're a couple years away from they're, their they're prime, or they're, out, they're close. They're a year out, two years out. But I, I'm saying they're more in their prime than like you know young prospects. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, my point is, unless they don't believe in Isaiah and they don't mm-hmm. believe in Jay, then it comes down to... We got some pretty good point guards coming out this year. Well, there there is that, <laughs> but it, it's like when you pull the trigger, you got Al Horford, you locked him down mm-hmm. for a couple of years, so obviously you think that this is your zone, this is when you're yeah. going to go for it. You might as well keep going on that same route if you you know truly believe that the you have that all-star point guard and he's going to be the guy to get you there. You just went out and got a top pick in this past draft with Jalen Brown. Look, you have these guys who are like, you know, Jalen Brown, he can score. We've seen that. He can get into the lane and get into the paint and score from there. His outside shot, I still have questions about, but... Mm-hmm. Look, there. It just comes down to when are you? When do you think you're right? How much faith do you have in your team? And I think that now is the time to push that button. You go ahead. You trade a couple assets. You trade the future draft picks because look, if I'm sitting there on the other end of the stick and I, I'm over there on the Western Conference, uh, well, fuck it. Chris Paul's going to be a free agent next mm-hmm. year. 
Uh, if we trade, if we trade off Blake now, we can get some picks or you know mm-hmm. that stuff to rebuild ourselves, so we can either withstand that gap or you know just get prepped up. And the one thing I do want to throw in there is I'm going to change one thing about what I said. All right, not this year's pick, the 2018, um, 2018 because the way that it works is I guess with the swap, they don't own the Brooklyn pick, so it would basically be hey we're going to give you our pick, and that's how there would be the right to swap. So I would say just give away Brooklyn's right pick, pick or your pick. Well, I, give away Brooklyn's I think, pick because no one's going to want your pick. I think pick. what it is is if I think they Brooklyn owns their pick, mm-hmm. uh, Boston's pick, but then Boston can just flip them. Yeah. So, then so you'd basically would be you wouldn't be able Boston. to trade Boston's pick for 17. You'd be able to trade your own. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, the thing with the thing with this is uh, again, I, I would say you got got to go later, or maybe what the Celtics are trying to do is maybe you know also Blake does have an early opt out this year, so he can opt out of his contract. So mm-hmm. that's possibly what what the yep. Clippers are looking at. Maybe they are thinking that his injury problems are big. Obviously, we know the stuff with the uh, the trainer how he did punch uh, he did punch a trainer on the on, on the Clippers team and, and broke his hand and he was out out for thirty five games. So or, or uh, around thirty five games, or he only played thirty five games, played but. 35, yeah. But yeah, with, with with Blake, I, I can see the reasons to trade him. We also saw what the Clippers did without Blake Griffin. How, which, how good which they gave were. Which gives them some confidence, definitely. I mm. mean, they've got the outside shooting. They still have a down low presence with DeAndre Jordan. Still so, got I Chris mean, Paul. Yeah, yeah. That, that's all it comes down to. But do they think they're going to keep Chris Paul this offseason? Do they think Blake Griffin's going to opt in? I mean, it just comes down. Well, and then, do you think you can ever get past that second round? Like, I'm sorry, this is you're, you're going up against a super team now. It's like, well, fuck it. I would if I were them, I would just like. So now may be a good time to shop some assets, get some go- well, good I'm, draft picks for him. I'm glad you keep bringing up the CP3 thing because this is the first thing I thought of when I looked at Blake. If he played any other position besides the four or the five, the narrative that we're having about this trade, completely different. Why is that, Ricky? Because if he played the one, two, or three, we're, I bet you that if he did, we're talking about a possible swap between Westbrook and and Blake because Ooh. CP3 would be leaving. Hey, hey, there's already talks in a, about that. Brings in a there's point guard there. It. Brings Blake Griffin back home to Oklahoma City where he was born. But to me, I look at it. He's a power forward. Why would the Thunder want Adams, Cantor, and Blake down low? I have no idea. But there are rumors because no everyone guard. sparks sparks yeah. rumors. Well, yeah, that everyone's going to say, "Well, oh yeah, let's trade him back home." But really, why would the Thunder trade Russell Westbrook to bring in a third big and no point guard who has an opt out? Oh, yeah. Also, no offense to Oklahoma City, but also, who wants to go from LA to OKC? I don't care if it's your home. I mean, that's <laughs> I'd, go, I'd, I'd go from the Clippers hey. to the Thunder, hey. not the Lakers. Your I'd hometown means Lakers. a lot. I mean, look at LeBron went back to. Cleveland. Who wants to mm-hmm. live in that shithole? True. Mm-hmm. We just lost our Cleveland. I mean, that was was I mean have you ever been to Cleveland? It's Joe Kim. No comments here. Fucking. I Answer agree with right Joe. There. I agree with Joe. A- anyways, well, 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 with Boston at least, maybe the th- maybe their idea is if they do trade for Blake and, and they do give up 2018, they still have the 2017, uh, the the it, 2017 pick. Maybe they try to build a super team of their own through trades. Look, maybe they, they go could. and get Blake, and maybe they go how and try the to NBA get used to do you it. How all... Boston did it before, <laughs> uh, basically. How, how Boston the Magic did, did it with yeah. Magic. Well, I'm uh, talking about the Ray Allen, the... KG, Paul Pierce. That's how they built the super team but, the first time th- with the Lakers as well. Like in the early '80s, they they just basically trade destroyed yeah. how everyone. It, yeah. How it used to be, where teams traded to build super teams. Now it's all about, and this is why we get the everyone's mad at KD. Because instead of the teams trading out there and building them, the players have more of the right to say, you know what, I want to yeah. play here and build this team. Yeah. No, I think I think it's a great opportunity for them because we've talked about how many assets there and how many guys who 
are good, not great. They have their own specialization, so they've got a lot of role players. And the uh, the problem I see is that Boston seems to overvalue their own talent, uh, maybe to a downfall. So it's the question of, are they going to be able to pull that trigger should this trade present itself? And, you know, the the thing that gets me every time we hear about Boston being on the trade uh, trade block, trade rumors, all this kind of shit going down, like whatever, if something doesn't go down, you know, they're always quick to be like, oh, well, they wanted half our team for this. So, of course, we said no. Oh, smart move, smart move, smart move. No, I guarantee you that wasn't the final mm-hmm. offer. I think this is you saving face every time. It's just they pull out an excuse. And it's like, I, I, at some point, I just stop believing you. I really do. So what you're saying is Danny Ainge is the guy at the bar, goes hit on the hot girl, and then when she throws a drink in his face, oh, that girl was a slut. There's no way doing that. Seriously, that is Danny Ainge. That's what I'm getting from what Dave just said. I was just thinking the boy who cried wolf. Oh, we're going to make a trade. No, never mind. It's not real. No, but but he's saving face, and that's the thing. It's like he's still pumping himself up. And I'm like, look, I love him as a GM. I think he's made a lot of good moves for him. But every time I hear these almost trades happen, it's just like, you're just an asshole now. I don't even. <laughs> I'm just listening off faces now. So fuck Cleveland. But, fuck. Uh, but how do you think Boston fans feel? How do you think that 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 rumor well, mill? Oh, is well, they, they feel great have... because they didn't give up all that talent for that awful trade. True. Plus, Boston, you guys have the ultimate scapegoat in Tom Brady, right? So I mean, you can be happy about that. I mean, it's one of the it's one of the all time greatest cities for basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got all the history, they got all the championships, and, and, and too, just in general too. That too. That too. So I mean, look, they, I understand that they got tradition, they've got all this stuff going, so they a huge fan base very passionate fans but like i really just feel like he's just throwing out excuses at some point until he gets something major done i just don't believe him now with with blake griffin obviously would be leaving the clippers do you think it's a smart move for the clippers to trade blake now or do you think with a weekend okc do you think they try to make a run at least for for the title or, or at least try to go to the western <laughs> conference Finals? go ahead and trade him okay. go ahead and trade him <laughs> well, that's hold, hilarious hold on. hold on okay what they were the fourth team in in the Western Can Conference, they get past the you couldn't round? even get past the Trailblazers. I know you had key injuries, but you couldn't key get injuries. Past the they lost Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, their two best players. But even like before that, like I was JJ, looking I at believe. that team, I was looking at that team, and I still were thinking before the injuries. I was one that picked the Trailblazers to win that series. Well, you, we were very high on CP3, CJ, and it was it's one of those things where it's like. Yeah, the Thunder are weakened. Yeah, the Spurs are kind of weakened because Timmy D's gone. They had to overpay for Mono Ginobili. But it's one of those things where I look at the Clippers and it goes, it doesn't matter how far you go. You're basically going to be like the Thunder, or not the Thunder, the Rockets from two years ago. Yeah, you made it to the Western Conference Finals, but you got slapped down by the Warriors. Of winning a championship. Yeah. I'm not saying they have zero. I'm not saying you know they're going to beat the the super I team know, and, and the Warriors. But I mean, still, if you look at this team, and we obviously saw how key injuries were before. I mean, we saw Steph go down uh, early in, in the in the playoffs this year. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we saw that. We see, see that injuries can be a thing. I yeah. mean, you don't think that a, a team of Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, and JJ Reddick could at least go to the Western Conference Finals, and, and if injuries do help them, you don't think they can go to the the, the championship at all this year? No, no, <laughs> no. not a chance, no. not at all. Even not if a even if KD goes like, down, Vegas Again. odds? No, no, I not, because I, if KD I, goes down, great, you've got the Warriors where, from last year. Where do you, it doesn't matter. Like in, you, in the words Mark Cuban <laughs> from Summer League, they're they're about four great injuries away from a championship <laughs> run. Fair. I mean, I, he's a realist. He understands. I, I could listen to, like, his summer league, honestly, was the mm-hmm. highlight. Like, listen to that commentary. I loved it. But back on point, literally, they, they when you're 
championship hope is riding on someone else breaking a leg, breaking an ankle, something like that, you're probably not going to know. Maybe you should just be like, what's our best option moving forward at this point in time? And I think that, honestly, if they don't get in talks with Chris Paul right now and don't get in talks with Blake Trade Griffin right now, Trade them both. they're both going to walk. I, there's no, and then we're back in what we were talking because about. Because Chris last Paul has already talked Russell about Westbrook. you know wanting to play with his friends, and now that KD has done it, he's kind of taken that away. It's like, oh look, it's you know he's already made that big blow. Dave, so Dave, now the media, don't get my hopes up that CP3 could be coming to the Bulls next year. I don't, I don't, don't, I don't be doing that. Highly unlikely, with D Wade. but who knows? <laughs> it just comes down to you know what what is your best move as an organization moving forward? And I I don't know if they're going to be able to resign all this, that talent. At this point it's trade Blake at the trade deadline it may be trade CP if you can't get a deal done. But I mean again, we we bring up, you know, last week we were talking about LA and how it's mm-hmm. a win now city. So what makes the Clippers so different from the Lakers? I, obviously forever. obviously I know. Obviously I know assets. I, well, hold on, but but what, what I'm saying is look, look at the, how much the, hype we have for the Lakers right now. Because of assets. Okay, but you were saying yesterday they need something right away because they need to start winning because LA is a team that they need to win right now. You don't think seeing a team that was in playoff contention for the past couple of years with a coach like Doc Rivers, with uh, players like Chris Paul, who is a superstar, we have uh, a player, uh, not we, but they have a player in Blake Griffin, and they're just trading this away. I mean, you talked about assets not being that important where the Lakers have one of the most promising teams in the league up there with and Minnesota. That's, and that's Minnesota, where the, percep- the Suns. And that's yeah, where the perception is right now. The Lakers are on... We think the uptick on the up because up. of their yeah. young talent, whereas the Clippers, it kind of looks like, okay, this core that you have may have passed, their window may have passed. And the reason why I say that is for the Celtics, I want to go back to the Celtics just a little bit because I was going to mention Blake with this. A great trade if they want to get Blake because even if he opts out after a year, it's a rental, and a rental doesn't hurt you because it's like, oh, we'll take Blake, try to win the title. Up, oh, it didn't work, doesn't and, and hurt And you us. can see the fit there. I mean, we talked about how well that Blake could like hit his groove mm-hmm. with the Celtics team, and I, I just think that— Kind of have a mini Lob City-esque between Isaiah Thomas and uh, Blake. I, I just think it's a, it would be a really well-rounded team, and they would have their own big three equivalent. You know, They could definitely challenge— but, I think they could challenge the Cavs in the best of well, seven at that point. And it all comes down to this, too. What was the big point that we made during the Western Conference Finals, during the NBA Finals, the play of the bigs? We were talking about Draymond being out. He's a big. We talked about Bogut's injury being a key piece. Yeah, He was a big. We're talking about how... Cantor and Adams and Abaka played for K the Love Thunder. showing up in Game Seven. K Love, although he was just standing in the corner <laughs> waiting for them to pass him. Well, the that's ball. why I said Game Seven because he played completely different. But it's just one of those things where you see that happen and you go, okay, if that's how the Cavs and the Warriors are building their teams, let's do the same thing. And on the side of the Clippers, I know that they they're in LA and they have to win now. But the one thing, the move that they're in now, the situation that they're in compared to the Lakers is these are the moves that they have to make to try to get better because of the fact that that core that they have together, like I said, that window that they once had when Doc came in is probably closed. 
All right, well, let's move on. Well, final one more final question: Should the Celtics trade for Blake Griffin? Yes. Yeah, I'm in on it. All right, and uh, yeah, yeah well, there, fuck it, whatever. There's also a rumor where we're tying in uh, former, former, uh, former, uh, well, past topics where uh, it's a three-team trade between uh, the Sacramento Kings, where the Kings would send Rudy Gay to the Clippers, Clippers would send Blake Griffin to the Celtics, and Celtics, I believe, would send picks to both teams. So, which would be great for the Clippers because then once Rudy Gay leaves. Clippers become great because whatever team Rudy Gay leaves, they become good. Sacramento with Papa Giannis is going to be uh, God, the next big dude. team. Papa John's, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh. I know that. Remember when I said worst pick? Huh? <laughs> Anyways. It's hey, Summer League. Let's but move. They, they've got other good picks. Well, we'll get to that later. Yeah. It's Summer Anyways, League. Let's move on to the number former number one pick uh, and, and f- recently retired uh, Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan just announced his retirement. What a way to go out, too. That's oh, a Tim Duncan way. Just middle of the night. Yeah, I'm done. It's Tim Duncan way. When Pop retires, I don't think we're, there's going to be a press release. I think we're just going to see a new guy on the bench. I don't think yeah, it's going to no, be. No, Pop like will just cr- suddenly not be on the bench. Yeah, yeah. He's just going to fade into the shadows, yep. and it's going to be nothing. He's just going to say, Craig, he's just going to like mess with Craig Sager, then walk to the back, and then we're never going to see Pop again. That's, <laughs> that's the way Pop's going to go out. But Tim Duncan did retire the two-time NBA MVP, the three-time Finals MVP, the 15-time All-Star, the 15-time All-NBA selection, the 15-time All-Defensive Team, and the Rookie of the year in 1997 1998 is he the sure greatest have some more honors i feel like you could just keep listing five championships off. 19 19.3 points per game Best 10 old man rep- of old time don't forget that one of from bill simmons <laughs> yeah anyways uh the the question is is tim duncan the greatest power forward in nba history it, it's hard to argue i mean you just read off a stat sheet that kind of rivals you know the greats so does it fit yeah rival I, or beats the greats well, well, I mean, top player of all time is a different category, oh, but well, yeah, top power top forward of all time, I don't think anybody has done it better as consistently over their entire career than Tim Duncan. From start to finish, he has been a fantastic player. Like, he is, he's the anti, you know, flashy player. He just gets it done. Gets it done. That's why he's the big fundamental. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing flashy. He just plays his game. Early on, he was a crazy athletic defender. Like, I remember... I feel like he didn't get enough credit for that uh, at the end of his career, but like early on he was nuts on defense. He just absolutely stuffed people like crazy. He'd get out outside, and then later in his career he evolved his game. He got a little better on the shot, and then at the end of his career we watched, obviously, he would still be able to pull out these moments during games and just absolutely carry his team. I, I think from start to finish, yeah. He, I, I just, Can we end this discussion as yes? <laughs> to me, I don't even want to put it as a best power forward of all time. To me, I look at Tim Duncan and I say one of the best players of right. all time. Just because I look at him and, yeah, was he flashy like Jordan or Kobe? No, but you look at his overall game and he was he was the guy that, unless for me he was on the biggest stage, I mean, as a kid, like I never really focused on Duncan you were- because it was boring to the kid I, but now looking you, back i can respect you can him appreciate with, that with the like the crisp passes and the the blocking and the defending look and that just, sweet bounce pass oh dude that bounce pass you, you just, weren't ugh. you weren't gonna tune into sports center and what the lead highlight wasn't gonna be tim duncan going off for 21 and 10 but he, However, he was still consistently did, putting up 21 he did have those games where it's like fuck it Put the team on my oh, back. Oh, he definitely. Oh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to take away from him. Yeah. But no, Tim, yeah, no. But, but to Tim me, Duncan. <laughs> and the reason why I want to say all-time player on my side 
is as opposed to mine when I said all time player. Well, I'm going back to the question you asked: all time power forward. Yeah, sure. Um, the thing that I this is the camp that I'm in after I listened to the Dan Patrick show and the point was brought up. I'm now on this side of the argument: is can we really call him a best all time power forward? Yes. When he split the majority of his career between power forward and center, but he, was, he wasn't a true power forward. He wasn't for he, most of it. Yeah, did he play power forward every single you know every single second? No, but was he mainly a power forward? Was if you if you split up the time, was it more than fifty percent? Yeah, I would say he was more of a power forward throughout his whole career. And I think that breaks down to how the game was played. Well, he was in the well, he was playing. Like, mm-hmm. look the the way the NBA is played now versus in the nineteen seventies eighties. Hell, even the '90s, it's totally different. Like the game has evolved, the game has changed, and he's changed how he plays within that mm-hmm. style. So I give him even more credit for being versatile enough to switch between the center power forward. You know, based off of his team needs, based off of the personnel they were able to bring in around him. But no, I mean, absolutely. See, see, the thing that I would I would even go to. We make so much about rings in the NBA. We make so much about ring chasers, and you know, his legacy isn't built until rings rings happen. And, and my top five is is very close to to other people's top fives of of top power forwards. You got Tim Duncan number one, Carl Malone number two, three is Dirk, four is Charles Barkley, five is Kevin Garnett. If you take Tim Duncan, he's got five total championship, five total championships. You take the other four. Two combined in Kevin yeah. Garnett and Dirk Nowitzki. No, I mean, Den- we're looking no Dennis at Dennis Rodman in there. Dennis Rodman's not in my top five. You would put Dennis Rodman over KG, Dirk, Charles KG, Barkley. KG, I think is the question there. Yeah, I would put. I would definitely I would, put I would. Dennis at least the five. Really? I mean, we're Kevin. Talking, McHale, I would put Kevin is, McHale over Dennis Rodman. Dennis is a guy who. I mean, maybe it's because I Chicago. admire his defense. Oh, you're a. But you no. Love but I'm just saying, like, even when he was with the Pistons, and I hated the Bad Boy Pistons, but it's you weren't even around during the Bad Boys. Pistons. I'm a Bulls fan. I hate the bad boys Pistons. That's you weren't around that's though. How, so. but, that's, but that is how I was raised. I was raised <laughs> properly. But he, he's checked. He checks the marks for rings. He checks. Maybe it's because he, he was checks the marks more for of rings. the that's defensive it. side. He was a defensive force and a he, rebounding he was, force. He was. The I, only I, thing I, was the offense was. If if yeah, you averaged okay, five a game. But look at his defense. But when and he rebound. got hot, he started oh, checking up threes. Okay. <laughs> that was the funniest shit in the world. When Rodman starts dropping threes, how you know the game's over? Okay. And his hair. But well, but if we're talking, if we're talking about. You know, if we're, if we're talking about greatest defenders of all time, Rodman's top. I'd still top be, five. I'd still put him five okay, over KG. Okay, here. Yeah, do, you wanna, I, do you want me to read this off? This is a weird, K- disrespectful to KG thing. But okay, yeah. okay, honors for Rodman: two-time All-Star, two-time All NBA, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, eight-time All D selection, and a Hall of Famer. Okay, but if we go to KG, also Dennis Rodman didn't even average ten points a game in his career. So I mean, if we're talking greatest defending power forward of all time, yeah, he's better than KG in he defensive also, wise. He, he but, also but played K- with Michael Jordan. And Scottie Pippen, but, but for most KG's of that an time. MVP, a 15-time All-Star, a nine-time All-NBA selection, Defensive Player of the Year in 2007-2008, and a 12-time All-Defensive selection. So he's got more All-D appearances than Dennis Rodman. My I, big, here's my biggest thing: you're a, you ride the Chicago Bulls. Well, no, no, it's not that. <laughs> no, it's that. If it's K, the impact. If KG also played with Scottie Pippen and fucking Michael Jordan, I don't think he would have as many accolades either. It's, KG was on an Dennis, island for the majority Dennis of Dennis Rodman was never Who the was? guy KG. that was... Yeah, he was. That's like, what I'm saying. So when and he, when you're and, one man, uh, and he got, won defensive player of the year with the with the big three, the first ever like you know. Well, that the, was the, the only thing as possible. Big thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, big like thing. you look at Carl Malone. Him and Stockton were the one, too. Dirty Dirk, he's the lead of the Mavericks. Timmy D, 
It was he was the lead. Well, not early on because you had the admiral, but and then you had he took Manu over. and Tony. Yeah, but, but Timmy D was still the leader of that yeah, team. Yeah, but, but when Dennis they were taking Rodman, pictures, it was Dennis Manu. Dennis Rodman and, was the third behind Jordan and Pippen. Exactly, he couldn't be the lead. I mean, yeah, you're going you're going up against he, two two top. I couldn't be the lead. I mean, that was just his role. You're going on up that against team. two top. You know, two top. T- Fifteen players of all right. time. We're off the, we're talk- off the point, though. We gotta get back to Timmy. Okay. What my, my point is is that my point was that I was saying between the you know the the, the my five top five, five. Yeah. There's a very there's large two, gap in range. Two guys have championships. Other than that, Tony, uh, 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 Tim Duncan has three more rings than these guys well, c- wanna, combined. Speaking about the rings, I want to throw this out there, and this is also to the listeners because I want to know what you guys think. Yep. Because we talk about rings so much, this comparison. Both of these guys have five rings. Who, yeah. Which career would you rather have? The exciting Kobe or the mm, casual, not so exciting Tim Duncan? Uh, personally, I would say Kobe because of the cash. Because uh, that Nike deal was probably a lot right there. So, I mean, I would just, I would take literally, like, not just from a completely selfish reason. But would you just all, and the one thing I throw out there Tim is, Duncan would you a lot take of that where Kobe, Kobe had money. the... I'm going to use the air quotes exciting moments of his career where Tim Duncan never yeah, had. You mean he well, was a stone cold killer? And he, he was a highlight No, I'm talking reel. like yeah. off, off the court too, where Tim Duncan never had those, those same exciting. issues. Those yeah. That's why I said air quotes of yeah, not drama. really exciting drama. Drama. drama would, would you rather better. have that with the Kobe or would I would, I, there's a part of me that's like I would have both, but I may side with Timmy uh, D just argue as a reserve. Float off to the other. Timmy like, D to the, is the least the exciting man who is an amazing player I've <laughs> ever seen. Uh, he also is in San Antonio, which as far as anything goes, I'm sorry, it's very quiet compared to L.A. where shit hits the fan. Kobe mm-hmm. is kind of like if a we worldwide saw a star guy. in OKC. Kind of if we saw one there where it's yeah. the OKC is no, nothing like L.A. Yeah, it's just complete polar opposites from a marketing standpoint. Kobe is a worldwide phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Tim s- Duncan is respected worldwide, but he's nowhere even close on the same level. I do want to throw this out there, though. Who's got more MVPs? Tim uh, Duncan has two. Kobe's <laughs> got one. Yeah. How many does Steve Nash have? Steve Nash has two. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Dwight Howard. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Shaq. That 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 Shaq oh. Steve Nash shit. Just a joke. Just <laughs> I a know. joke. Uh, yeah, no, but I, I would but rather. How many does Michael Jordan have? Because the best player doesn't always get the MVP. Let's just leave it at that. What Jordan has five? Yeah. What year would Jordan not be the MVP? Is the question. His early years, you could you could probably argue from it. 1989 to his from you know, 91 to 99. Yeah, you could he should give have him always MVP. been the MVP. Yeah. It, MVP is a. Award given out, not necessarily mm-hmm. to the best player in the NBA. NBA. So, the only time Jordan, like he's five-time most valuable player. Yeah, only during, five. During the three-peat, though, I want to say that 93 season, that was the Barkley season, where Barkley and the Suns had the best record. He was the MVP. I'm not quite sure who had it in 19 and 97. I'll look it up, though. But, but look, the, the thing is, Kobe, I, I would take Kobe every day on that one. I think his career, his ups, his downs, such huge swings. He grew like watching Kobe grow as a player, like in front of my eyes growing up was kind of it was kind of amazing because uh, everything he did was so publicized, so out in the public image. Mm-hmm. And watching him struggle at the end of his career, get healthy again, like oh, it was crazy. I don't want to take a lot away from Tim Duncan, but no. But but, but the thing is, is when you when you're looking at these all time lists, and and you know, as as a, a you know a younger person, I think they call us millennium, yeah, millennials. Uh, you know, looking at guys like Elgin Baylor and, and you know George Mikan and, and guys era. like Bob Pettit, 
obviously different era, but like I feel like you know in in thirty years when people are you know when kids you know in my in my position or you know people in, in my position who are like you know around that around that area where they're you know eighteen to twenty six yep. you know they're going to be looking at at these guys and be like well who is Tim Duncan like you know I, I feel like they'll know who Kobe is because they'll see the highlights they'll see him consistently plastered people you know you know dads from L A will be like see there was this guy Kobe Bryant and you know talk about a movie talk about a storybook ending a guy yep. going out and dropping sixty points and then you know people in San Antonio will be like yeah. He was one of the greatest, you know, all-around players. I mean, his nickname was the Big Fundamental. You know, yeah. Kobe was the, the Black there was Mamba. Nothing sexy about that. that and Kobe also had when, when, you, when you're shooting, you know, when you're shooting, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a water bottle into a into a garbage can. You you're got, not like Kobe. the Big Fundamental. I don't know. I don't know though. That hook shot. Big shot. Big shots all day. That hook shot that he had is but like San Antonio oh. was like the most drama-free. It was like mm-hmm. I didn't even have to look. I was like. Oh, the end of the NBA season. San Antonio won what, like fifty plus games? Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't even look. You just know they're gonna be there. Like that—that that was the thing that made Tim Duncan great was mm-hmm. consistency over that period of time. And I mean, we talked about yes, he had you know the Admiral early on. He had Manu, mm-hmm. and then um, Tony. Tony. And after a couple of years, it's like yeah, they had the same core. San Antonio was just the probably the best run organization in the last twenty years. Without you could, a doubt, you could. Uh, easily say and teams have tried to copy off that and not successfully but look i mean mm-hmm. uh, tim duncan you just i you can't say enough good things about this guy well and before i make my next point i did find out it was 93 charles barkley won it carl's malone won it in 97 hey guys guess what hmm. who did jordan beat in the two finals he didn't win the mvp kind of a way to show yeah fuck it i am the mvp no one's no one but well, okay here, i just wanted to throw it out because i look, said that, i'd look it up here, i said i'd look it up real quick lebron beats steph does that mean he's the mvp i mean yeah this sure year, fine and uh, he was, he, we were complaining about it yes. whatever but <laughs> the thing that with tim duncan and uh, with his career that i'll always remember is kind of that like what was it five that five year period towards the end where it's like he was declining but you never really noticed he was declining like unless you really looked People at it, people noticed. Did you? His role, his role went down a little <laughs> he, bit every every incrementally. But well, he, he was he there was, was always still, he was still the guy as he was diminishing. Tried to put the team on his back to beat the Heat. It was a Ray Allen shot that that forced him to win five instead of six. Then he comes back and wins it. Then in OKC this past playoffs. He tried to turn it on one more time and couldn't. And that was the, like Dave said, the gradual decline of just through that. And he still forced his team this year to, what, 68 wins? He hobbled yeah, it wasn't under mostly 68. him. It was 68, but it wasn't really but Tim I mean, Duncan they, that did they, that. That's, again, speaking of the organization, they brought in guys to help f- mm-hmm. like fill in that roster around him. Like we and all thought he was going to retire before this season. Yeah, but oh, yeah. see, the thing with the, the thing with Tim Duncan is like, in, at least in the later half, you know, there was always stories on ESPN. There was always stories, you know, everywhere. It was like, oh well, Pop's resting his starters. When's Pop going to rest his starters? Pop's resting Tim Duncan again. Yeah. Pop, they're getting breaks and breaks. I mean, I'm not saying you know, I, I'm not taking away, but people noticed he was taking a, a decline mm-hmm. because of his age. I mean, people were like, all right, well, you know, we're not going to be playing against Tim Duncan, and he's been sitting out the past three games just because you know he's getting old, he's getting tired. We want to save him. You know, it's another thing I kind of. Ed- admire Tim Duncan for mm. didn't need a farewell tour. He didn't need a Mariano Rivera or a Derek Jeter or, a Kobe or even a Kobe Bryant yep. of here, let me give you get oh, this is the last time well we didn't know it was going to be his final season, but yep. it's one of those things he didn't need a farewell tour 
to just retire and end the game. Again, I think that kind of goes along with you know San Antonio doesn't have that much drama. You know, it's it's more he of a late. He just did his thing, won a shit ton of games, <laughs> exactly. won championships, and you know was was an all star. He's the greatest power forward of all time. Like yep. personally, my favorite moment for him was actually him being ejected. Like, do you guys remember <laughs> that? Yeah. Laughing on the bench. Like, that's what gets you kicked out of a game. And the only time he's ever been ejected. That was that was one of the funniest moments. I think I was just standing there. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Did the ref just call foul on him on the bench? Wait, is he getting tossed for that? I, was like, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I couldn't even contemplate. And even he didn't. He was laughing his ass off walking off mm-hmm. the court. Like, he couldn't believe it. Yeah, that, that, that's my favorite Timmy D moment. The the one thing with Timmy D is you know guys on guys on the power forward list. You know, there's guys that will be remembered like Dennis Rodman for being a guy who high energy, great defender. There'll be guys like Carl Malone who are known for his scoring, and guys who you know didn't really make it to that 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 cup and, and never gra- grasp that ring. Guys like him and Charles Barkley. Uh, but you know, there's guys like Dirk who basically revolutionized the position. You know, break, basically bringing in the stretch four. I was wondering how long it would take till we, you we heard you suck yeah. Dirk's cock. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, and then uh, you, you love the man. He's also one of the best Preach. European players of all time. Preach. But then Dirty and, Dirk, and then Tim Duncan. Uh, you got, I remember, you, you know, the the consistency and a guy who just went out quiet and did his job. And uh, you know, Tim Duncan did it most effectively. And he, and he didn't. He never was out for that payday. Either. Mm-hmm. That's one thing you got to respect about it. He was always making sacrifices for the team. He was never. I mean, we talk about Dwayne Wade never being the highest paid guy on his team. Mm-hmm. Tim Duncan, well, he did get paid. He was always like. I'm going to do what's best for the team. In every scenario, if you give him an option, he'll always choose what's best for the team. Yeah, seriously. I mean, the thing with the thing with Tim Duncan is just he was a team player, and and you know, there's definitely going to be a, there's definitely going to be a statue of Tim Duncan in, in, in outside San Antonio's arena. And the, the question of a is, Chris bounce pass. <laughs> That's, it's got to be. It's going to be him sitting on the bench. It's yep. he, but realistically, it's his hook shot that Pro- probably he the did. hook. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what he is, what he, what he's doing. Maybe he's just grabbing a rebound. Maybe it's uh, just him sitting on the bench. Maybe it'll be him posted up. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see what, what Tim Duncan. Maybe him running laps. But yeah, catching we'll, a nice crisp pass at the top of the uh, top of the key, the, the top of the key, ready to pass it to Mano or Parker. Tim Duncan was the 1997 Rookie of the Year, the number one pick in that draft class. Man, and they get lucky getting Tim Duncan mm-hmm. while having Dave right. Robinson at the end. Exactly, mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's, that injury saved them and set them up for a decade plus success. Well, now it's like, all right, we got Robinson, Tim Duncan. Who's going to be the next successor? Is again, it, it, you know, Kawhi. now we got to look. Yeah, basically Kawhi or it's Kawhi Lamarcus Aldridge probably. Lamarcus, yeah. Yeah. So let, we're going to move two. on now from Tim Duncan, one of the greatest power forwards of all time. We argue that he is the greatest power forward of all time and one of the greatest of all time. Congratulations, Tim Duncan, on your fantastic career. But the transition I was trying to make, Tim Duncan, the 1997 Rookie of the Year, the number one draft pick in that year, the number one draft pick in this year in 2016, Ben Simmons, taking two games off of the Summer League. Doesn't matter that Tim or that Ben Simmons has taken two yes. games off of the Summer League. Why? Yes, it does. You and said this, the Summer League doesn't matter yesterday. Well, no, 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 no. It doesn't matter for the game part. For me, what I look at and why this pisses me off so much is this is exactly, exactly what I was talking about when we were talking about his biggest weaknesses of, I know when I said, oh, well, he couldn't bring his team to the tournament in college. It's to me, his biggest question was his mindset. And I mean, I'm looking at this guy. He's played what? How many games since the, um, since he left LSU. And there have been guys who have been playing more like Draymond and KD and, oh, who's the other one? 
my point is those guys are still playing because they're going to fucking play in the Olympics. And you're this kid coming out of college. Oh, I need to. I'm going to take some games off, sign some autographs, take some selfies. Shut the fuck up, kid, and get on the court. But he's also. Wow. also get on the wow. court. Also, he, earn your due. Cold man, on. get off my he, lawn. He, he also dealt with injuries. He's the number one draft pick. He is the future cornerstone no, of no, the no. Philadelphia to 76ers. Me, to what me, if he goes screams. down with an injury? This, what if he goes oh, down with an injury? What if he Blake's? What do you got? You got to earn your due right now. Kobe never did that. LeBron never did that. Come on, earn your due. How many LeBron? How many summer league games did LeBron play? Do you know? Great question. Do you know off the top of your head? Played them all. How do you know that? Played them all. Did you look that up? Do you remember? Do you remember watching the 2003 summer league? It was him, and then him and D Wade. That big duel that we had. That was that was one game. Did they did they do it again? This is something where it's like you're taking two off. I look at it and go, "You're the number one pick." He also played in the Utah league. He did take a game off that for injuries. Yeah, and that's another like game that. Would you rather take games off for injuries? Well, that yes. one was for an injury, <laughs> but this one, not it's play like, injured in the summer league. If you're going to take a game off then, sit on the bench, don't be over there, like, signing autographs, taking selfies, because to me, that shows a guy where it's like, yeah, I'm just here for the party. No, no, no. Okay, no, I give I people s- what they want. I want to see a you're- guy who's fucking going to work to get in this league, not this, because to me, it screams entitlement. That's what it screams Whoa. to me. I'm the number one pick. I blah, 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 blah. Just because you're the number one pick doesn't mean that you're going to get everything handed to you. That's did you, what it screams did, to me. Did you know Ben? Did, 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 did you think Ben Simmons went and said, hey, I'm going to take a day off? Do you, do you think he said that, or do you think the GM said that? Do you think the Philadelphia 76ers said, hey, why don't you take a day off? And if Would I was, you rather him just not be there at if all? I was would ben, you rather him not be I supporting your ben team? If I was Ben Simmons, I would say, you know what? I'm good— it's kind of like, and we see this with teams in the playoffs too. You know what? If I'm good to go, I'm going to be out there because I want to get better at my game before we start this season. That's what I would want. I to still be. have preseason. Got to be out there. Got yeah, to be still out preseason. There. Unless it's like a link, like a really serious injury. The first if you one can was play, cramping, I believe. Right? If yeah. you yeah. if you can play, was that a true injury? if if you can play, you should be out there. I mean, come on. I mean, and with the cramping thing, LeBron James cramped in a game, came out, and then came back in. But he was also carried off the court like a bitch, too. Regular season game. But it's one of the. But you're just coming into the league. Uh, you have to earn your name. You have to earn He did earn his name. He just signed a huge contract with Nike. Don't mean shit. Don't it mean doesn't shit. mean anything. You have not People do not know games. who Ben Simmons is. You have not played enough games to have the same kind of pull that, let's say, a LeBron James says. He is ridiculous. I, I enjoy he's getting, listening he's to you go off. Of, I wish the video was yeah, there. You see, Ricky pisses me off. Ricky's about to like, throw a headset on in here. No, I'm not going to throw a headset. But it's like, come on. <laughs> Look, it's Sitting summer out league. crappy summer it's league summer games. League. E- crappy, crappy summer, summer league games. Even from your opinion. Okay, you wouldn't be, if we're talking right now and saying Ben Simmons just tore his ACL in a summer league game at a preventable injury, you wouldn't be saying in Philadelphia is the dumbest Why front office in the league. Him? Then you know what? Yeah. Let's just not have the summer league at that point. No. If we're going to be afraid of injuries, let's just not have the summer league. It's not afraid injuries of injuries. Are, injury, well, that's what you're bringing up. Oh, well, he couldn't get injured. Okay. Couldn't tear his ACL. Okay, if he tore his ACL and they're like, yeah, you know, we could have sat him out uh, and this probably wouldn't have happened. An ACL injury could happen to any, It could happen I'm to me saying, walking out of the studio yeah, today. Yeah, I know. Highly I know. Likely. I'm not saying that. Highly I'm just likely, saying. Yeah. I'm just saying if they were like, oh, yeah, he, I he had a get small a Pokemon t- Go injury later He had a small tear in his Achilles and now he's a fully blown one because he rushed it too much. I don't know how injuries work but i'm just saying you know <laughs> what if that happened i'm my point is you know you're the number one pick unless it's a 
really serious injury. You don't know. You got to be out there and play. Well, if it was, they would have told us, or they would have said why, it was some sort of injury. No, he's got to be out there. He has to play. And it's why does one he of have things, to play? Is it is in his contract? Because to, people like me, it looks over there like. Like I said, he looks. It's given the entire. You think he's giving out thing. a bad image? Yeah, it's a really bad image for the number one pick in the draft. It kind of shows, like a yeah, I'm number one. Yeah, I don't need to do anything. I don't but, need to do this. But you're also talking about how Ben Simmons isn't, you know, a true leader on the court. Isn't doesn't have the personality to lead a team. You could and, throw this into and it. Now if it, I'm a guy on that team, I'm going. Wait a second. We want this guy to be our leader, but he's going to be taking off summer league games when I have to play these crappy games. What the fuck is up with this? That's what I'd know. be saying. It's That's not, what I'd be saying. It's not inspiring confidence that little bit, maybe. But That's look, what I'd be saying. A, it's Summer League. B, you're taking this way too seriously. And C, Ben Simmons, when he does play, still looks pretty good. I mean, he needs to work on a shot. We've all known that. That's always a thing. But yeah, like, how do you work on your okay. shot? You Here. play games. How about, how about don't the, sit on the you play you could, you could also You could also go to practice. Yeah. Uh, but also, Philadelphia we 76ers we, we ain't head talking coach. about practice. <laughs> Philadelphia 76ers, uh, another number one pick from Philadelphia, too. Uh, Philadelphia's 76ers head coach, Brett Brown, has defended Ben Simmons after NBA great Isaiah Thomas slammed the Australian team for sitting out summer games leagues and the 76ers opted for him not to say and said uh and coach Brett Brown said that Simmons wanted to play but after consulting with the team's coaches and medical staff it was decided to rest him yeah it, so again it was from the 76ers thing. you've got plenty of time between now and the regular season he'll get his games and he'll play he's going to learn a lot when he does play in the regular season there this is not something like he needs to polish this right now or else they're going to suck look the 76ers are gonna suck it doesn't matter he needs time to grow let him take the day off. Let him get readjusted, medically healthy again. Like even if he had just a small tweak, like you know what, we don't need you for this game in freaking early July. And also, they're talking about you know we're talking about a Seventy Sixers team that drafted Joel Embiid, who has not seen the court since he was drafted two years ago. I mean, obviously they're worried about injuries. And Noel, obviously who was hurt for a year. Yeah, they, they want guys, their guys to be healthy. They're, they're, they, again, they're sick of the process. So they want if the process I, to actually pay off and if work. If I was Ben Simmons and... And he said and, he wanted to play. Well, in the end, well, then he should have played. In the end... Okay, <laughs> what are you, you going to say? Wait, 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 hey, wait, coach, wait. Whoa, I'm checking whoa, 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 in. Sean, I'm going to check in. Wait, hey, check let me, me talk. Um, That's like Tom Brady checking himself back in games. If Ben Simmons wants to play... Guess what? They would have fucking played him. I it probably went down like, I don't think hey, so. coach, I want to play. Now you should sit out. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Okay. If you really wanted to play, Ben Simmons would have been out there. Okay, oh. D'Angelo Russell, a guy who was drafted third overall by the Los Angeles Lakers, said, oh, you don't think he wanted to play all last season? No, Byron Scott had a vendetta against him and didn't want him to play. Do you think going Ben Simmons, again, having an attitude, which you're saying, is like, hey, coach, I'm better than the, all these guys. I'm going to check myself in, go against your word, and check myself in and go into this game that you said repeatedly. Ben, he has not ben done Simmons anything yet. You're making a, ben an enemy wanted, against the front office <laughs> no, that's trying to pay ben you a ton Simmons of money. wanted to play, he would would have been in that game. Ricky, but but you just said that he didn't want to play because what? He's too good for playing? No, I, I absolutely don't buy into that at all. If he really wanted to play, he would have he been out He hasn't done there. anything yet. He so said he, he wanted to have... play. It's no, literally no, no. the front but office and say... coaches saying, you should <laughs> not play this game. Hey, you know what? I want to go on a diet, but has that happened yet? No. Well, that's because you, you make you, poor life decisions. If you yeah. really want to do something, you're going to do it. But that's he hasn't done anything in his it, but you, you said he hasn't done anything in his NBA career yet, so what, what podium does he have to stand on to tell the coach, No, I'm gonna do it anyway. He hasn't done anything yet. Look, as a young player coming into that locker room, I, you, it's, well, it's hard it's to be a leader of, because this isn't like GM LeBron. Here. It's not yeah. like the maybe not that kind of course about it. it would have been a much nicer conversation of 
hey, I want to play. No, you guys, you should sit out. Hey, coach, I really want to work on my game. I really want to play. And then he would have played. It and then they would have said, harsh. "Oh, okay, you want to you want to play? Uh, we're having practice uh, in two weeks. You we're can show up there. Fives, yeah, you know, all this stuff. It's like, look, there's plenty of time between now and the regular season. There's no need to be like, you need to play every summer league game. Oh, you're you're feeling a little uh, little limpy today? No problem. We can take the time. Don't don't worry about rushing yourself back in there. Like I, I just feel like it's we're blowing this out of proportion, Rick. I feel like you're like I, taking this to like the extreme. Should should have yeah. been in the game. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say. Look, should have been in seen, the game. We've seen great flashes of Ben Simmons in the games he did play. He did play six games, and he has looked really crisp on the passing, good on the boards. His shot, he definitely needs to work on though. He's played six games, like you said. Yeah, that's more than most players right now so far. I think Cleveland's played six games. I think I think Jordan McRae, their their leading scorer, who's not nowhere near a number one overall draft pick. I mean, most. I mean, he played in two summer leagues as well. He played in Utah, and he, he's playing in Las Vegas. So he's played six games. I mean, that's usually the the workload that you know guys well, do play. And the main thing why most of this um, hate is coming at him for this is you look at the time since he like since he left LSU. How many games have he has he played overall? A minuscule amount. When you've got guys who have just gotten done with a playoff run, now continuing to play because they want to support our team in the Olympics. And that's what I think most of the people, and myself included, are on that side of it because it's like, you just got your huge rest before the draft. What do you need to rest about? One real quick: the most games played in the summer league six by you know basically well, well, for there's each a lot summer of summer league. I mean, you yeah, have to break down Vegas. by Vegas. Yeah, in Las Vegas, using Vegas as the baseline. Maybe, maybe it's just being the good team guy and going. Look, I've already got a guaranteed contract on the 76ers. These guys are all fighting for it. This is a very competitive young roster. Maybe he's just like, look, I'm gonna give you some more spotlight time. Go get yourself a contract, man. You ever think about that, Ricky? I uh, know, because I don't, because that doesn't, to this me, is, that doesn't scream This is their in. chance. This is their chance to make it big. And if there's a team that'll take in young talent for a cheap contract, it's the 76ers. Literally. I mean, with the, with Ben Simmons, he's played six games, started six games, aver- playing 28 minutes. It's not like he's not playing. It's not like he's, like, you know, subbing in and out constantly. He's playing, I mean, the lowest amount he played was 24. The highest he played was 31 twice. He played 29 and 30 as well. So, I mean, this guy is definitely out there. He's playing games. And, yeah, his sh- shot struggled, but we knew he, his shot was going to struggle throughout, right. you know, every, I mean, he was always going to be struggling. But he's been so impressive on the passing game, and he'd have, I think, like, three more assists a game if his teammates knew it was coming. They, they, they're still not expecting this. It is just phenomenal. Like, the behind-the-backs, the no-looks, just everywhere. It seems like he, he does it effortlessly. If you watch him on the court, he doesn't even look like he's trying half the time. Arguably, his worst game was the game that he put up 18 points in. He put 18 points up, 7 for 13 from the field. He only had three rebounds and two assists. Other than that, most of his games are close game. to triple da- doubles, or, or you know, he's at least got 8 and 6 or 7 and 6, something around there. It's not like this guy is not working on his game. His game oh, doesn't need that my, much work My whole on thing, there. when I came out with the argument, what did I say? I didn't say anything about actually playing on his game. To me, I opened up with, and it still is, the biggest negative to me is, how good of a leader is this guy going to be when the chips are on the line? Because if you're fucking taking off some games now and you have this kind of men- mentality now, he's not taking could, off the game. This though. could help 
this could help develop some bad habits for Ben Simmons, and you don't want that when you're the number I, one pick. Now, I do you think don't that see his, his uh, nonchalantness on the court is going to fall into like the Jay Cutler syndrome where he doesn't look passionate? Do you, do you have concerns about no, that No, I just think overall it's this is a guy who, when I think about leading – Leading a team to a championship, does he have the mental makeup to do that? And I get say about, no. Uh, four years to worry about that. And I yeah. say no. And or even get them to a playoff or get them into a competitive team. Right now I say no. And because guess what? He couldn't fucking do it for LSU, so why could he do it for the 76ers well, this year? Well, because the LSU wasn't a good basketball team. That's Neither why. Neither the 76ers. So we're just yeah, going to well, blame the 76ers are we're just a couple years out from on that. the playoffs And right the now. thing in college is you could have one pretty good player or a really good player, number one, and, and go drag to the Yeah, there's 64 teams that that get in. All right, we're gonna wrap up. Wrap up this. I'm gonna echo something that Ricky Woodmer said on this podcast last week. That the summer league doesn't really matter and it doesn't mean shit. And I I hate that because I love summer league so much. I enjoy watching. It's exciting, and he played six games. The thing I hate like the thing I hate about it is. A You're guy, not getting paid millions? Well, no, no, no. A guy blows up, and it's like, oh, he's the next greatest thing since sliced bread. And it's like, really, who who did he go up against? Let, tell me, really. Like, come he on. He hasn't had a chance to go up against a ton of top talent yet. Kentucky. That's, he's going to prove himself in the NBA. Kentucky. He went up against Kentucky. Right. He played Kentucky. No, I'm saying in the summer the league, SEC. who has he played? Brandon Ingram. They did. The number two that. overall pick. I mean, over, like, overall. Overall, yeah, so they also the played Golden State. They also played Chicago, which was starting a lot, which had a lot of guys who are you know NBA quality players. Mm-hmm. You know, Bobby Portis was out there too. Cameron Barstow. I, to me, I just <laughs> it's, Spencer Dinwiddie. You know what? I will talk about it when they actually go up against players, and these are for these rookies that are going which, to which start. When like are they going to go against players in the preseason? Which one is that? Not right now. So if he yeah, takes no. off one of these games, why are you so fucking angry? And then he's going to be practicing all this time. You're bringing up the USA Olympic team. Yeah, these guys were going through a, a rough season, but then again, do you know if Ben Simmons was invited to the Australian team? I don't even think they made it to the Olympics. I mean, it's like, oh, why aren't you playing for the Olympics? Well, because no, probably... I wasn't saying that. Like, I wasn't saying that he should be playing for the Olympics. But they're just would... practicing, Ricky. No, I'm they're saying just that these players That's that what he's have do. just gone through are now already working to, and they're not taking days off. Okay, sure but what about what about off? LeBron, Steph, who's taking? T- what about all these no, guys I'm who did decline? No, I'm talking about the their... guys who like <laughs> and Katie and Adrian who did go. I yeah, mean, those guys th- did. Yes, and, they and did. you know what? Look, guys like fucking LeBron who say, no, I don't want to go to the Olympics. Not a leader. Uh, well, no. You're I, taking days off. You're a fucking scrub. He has you're, the, oh, you're bigger Dave, than the game. Dave, he, <laughs> has the right, he has the right to take <laughs> off because exactly that. How many games has he played since since Ben Simmons left LSU because he so wasn't playing basketball? He's played a ton of more games than Ben Simmons. Because the That's NBA season lead. was still going on. No, I know. It wasn't I'm, like Ben Simmons like, hey, I'm done. Well, it's one of those things where you've been, LeBron's plays you've been, re- you've been resting this whole time because you haven't had to play games, All this and time. now you're going to take some games off. Time. Okay, you're, wait, you're, okay, but Brandon Ingram hasn't been playing. You know, Brandon Ingram played you know the tournament games, but I think I think you know LeBron probably played more games at least from uh, from that standpoint. You know, LeBron's played more games than Brandon Ingram just because the regular season was going Brandon on. Brandon Ingram still only got five games. Yeah, he's and, only got five uh, games. Are, are, I, are you on him? Should, no. Why, why is he all, playing in the Utah League? I think they all should play as many games as they can. If they're going to have the summer league, play as many games as you can. They in did. The he played in two I summer leagues. I disagree with that. I, I think that it's a great leagues. opportunity to go out there, get some experience in against guys who are in the same talent range as you are. But I'm not going to sit here and tell them that 
you're a piece of shit. You can't be a leader in the NBA. You've clearly separated yourself from the team because he was told by management to not play a game. Well, no, with Ben Simmons, I'm bringing up the leadership thing because I had those negatives coming into the draft. I didn't have those negatives with Brandon Ingram. So that's why I'm not bringing them up with Ingram. Final thoughts. Yeah, he should play the games. That's it. That's all I've been saying. It's summer league. It's Do summer what you league. want. I agree. It's summer league. I think. I think. I think it's been way too blown out of proportion. He played six games. He's been in two summer leagues. He's been in the Utah league. He's been in the Las Vegas league. He went up against Miami. Who Miami was in the Orlando league. Orlando. I think they were one of the top teams in the, in the summer league. If I remember correctly, I believe they went up against Orlando Blue in the championship game. You know, and they they won. He put up ten points, six, uh, eight rebounds, and six assists. I mean, it's not like this guy isn't going out and proving that he is, he does have the talent. If he's taking games off because he still wants to maintain that talent and does not want to. Re- risk injuries I don't really blame him and if the the management is saying hey you should not be playing these games I, I think it's fine and I, I don't think he should be making that big of a deal and making enemies over the summer league uh, tell us what you think down below uh, first off about where do you think Tim Duncan ranks in the power forward ranking of all time and tell us down below do you think Ben Simmons should be taking off games in the summer league that's going to wrap up this episode of the fast break if you do want to follow us on Twitter all of our profile links are in the description if you're listening on SoundCloud hit that like button hit that repost button if you're listening on YouTube hit that like button and do not forget to subscribe we are so close to 3000 and also, if you do have the time, check out our Patreon link in the description, patreon.com slash Podcast. We are trying to you know, put out the best content for you, and patreon.com does help us do that. So if you are interested and you do want to donate, uh, we would really appreciate that here. I mean, that, that would mean so much to us here at Most Valuable Podcast. And we also uh, give out a $1 podcast. So if you are interested, we uh, have guys from MVP, and they just you know talk for an hour, and, and it's pretty fun and exciting. Usually have some good stories on there. So if you are interested, check out patreon.com slash most favorite podcast but for ricky and dave i'm sean anderson and we will see you next week thank you for listening to this mvp podcast follow us on twitter at most valuable pod for more great podcasts